Welcome to the second series of the Job Oppo podcast, Changing Gear, where we'll discuss the challenges and opportunities that surround veteran employment, we'll meet sector influencers, speak with top oppos and others that are willing and able to offer their advice to our community. Please enjoy. Welcome on to this special edition of the Changing Gear podcast with Job Oppo. Uh, today we're speaking to representatives from Carillon. Uh, first of all, I'd like to introduce you to Sarah Darby, who's Director of HR. Sarah, welcome onto the podcast. Very happy to be here. Thank you. And I'd also like to welcome onto the podcast Andy McDonald, who's a former Royal Navy veteran and is now Governance and Quality Lead at Carillon. Andy, welcome onto the podcast. Thanks very much. Um, Sarah, if I could come to you first. Uh, Carillon, uh, I'm a candidate. I've come across your jobs on the jobs board. Uh, tell me a little bit about the area that you work in and specialise in. Tell me a little bit about Carillon. I guess Carillon is really where technology and engineering meets entertainment. Um, we are an engineering company. Uh, we have software, hardware and manufacturing departments and all the support departments you'd expect around there. But the products that we make are mainly used in live events, in entertainment and in film. So I, I know when we've spoken before, things like stage lighting in theatres, you, you've talked about live events there. Um, give me some of the high profile stuff that people might recognise or will think, oh, right, OK, that's where that's where your work goes into, into, into place. Well, you have almost definitely seen our stuff. You haven't known it was ours. So in terms of the kind of lighting installations, it'll be things like the London Eye or the BT Tower. In terms of the kind of video screens, then it'll be things like the giant screens at the Oscar ceremony, the Hyde Park concerts, Ed Sheeran and Roger Waters tours, things like that. And in terms of what those screens are secretly used for as well, they're used as the backgrounds. They're used as virtual production in film. Uh, I love it when we can actually kind of give the the secrets behind the story, if you like, so people will now recognise. Ah, that's that's from Carolyn. I know the company that does that. Andy, you've come out of the uh, Royal Navy. Um, obviously, you've you kind of left that um, a few years ago. Your pathway into working at Carolyn. What what was the kind of view for you when you were looking at leaving the Navy and and what you wanted to get involved in? Uh, what were, what were your thoughts at that point? I, I felt at the time that I um, didn't just want to leave the Navy and go work for a defence contractor. As, a, as an engineer, that would have been a, um, a sort of a fairly obvious um, path to go down. But uh, through school and university, I'd always been interested in the technical side of theatre. And a couple of my friends from university had gone into that world. I had a chat and, you know, it's all about networking and talk to people, find out, find out what's out there. And one of them said to me, oh, we're looking to recruit engineers who know something about theatre. Send us your CV. Uh, and that's how I got into the, the entertainment world. 
Uh, roll forwards about uh, 10 years. I, I was a member of a, an amateur theatre group nearby. I'd met various people who were also working in the industry. And again, I was. Uh, we had a daughter. I didn't want to spend so much time away from home. I was looking for more of an office job. And I sent out an email to friends in the industry. And they said, uh, one of them came back and said, well, we've just set up Carillon. And we're looking for somebody who could set up this particular service. So come for a chat. Now, I think it's great that you've highlighted the power of the networking there straight away. And, and one of the things when people are leaving the services, all their network is inside the wire. So I think the fact that, you know, you knew people, university, et cetera, that you were able to network almost the opportunity, that, that's a real strong message for, for candidates. What, just, just tell me a little bit about... Because when we talk about engineering, as you said, the normal pathway might be go and work for a defence contractor. Um, but the entertainment industry, maybe not somewhere that that people with an engineering background would automatically look. What, what's the difference of working in that environment compared to, as you say, a defence contractor? I think when you're with a defence contractor, you've still got to meet all the military standards, or even if the company itself is quite small, even if the contractor itself is quite small, you are a part of a huge defence industry, which is ultimately driven by government. So there are lots and lots of people with an input into what your task is going to be. In the entertainment industry, it's much more commercial, it's much more artistic, it's much more quirky, frankly, um, but there is a huge amount of engineering that goes into it. And what a lot of people don't know is that the UK is very, very strong on that. I mean, hence the we were able to do such a great job in the uh, 2012 Olympics, the opening, opening closing ceremonies, for example. Now, Sarah, you mentioned there about some of the places that we would recognise where, where your business has been seen, if you like. That, that sounds like a very innovative environment as well sounds like obviously that's you know that's coming up with new ideas new technologies etc that sounds like a fairly i'm going to say fast moving development um sequence what's that like in terms of the future i suppose somebody's looking at the company what's on the horizon what are you how do you develop the new ideas well i guess one of the important things about carillon is that we are 100 employee owned um, there are a lot of benefits that come from that, but one of them is that we really want the voice of the employees to be in our planning and our decision making. So we have an employee council and they helped us develop our values as a company. And one of those is innovative. So the other four are high quality, supportive and flexible. We feel like you can't do the innovation unless you've got the other three. So in terms of culture within the organisation then, and you mentioned there about being employee owned, uh, Andy, you know, coming from the military, obviously very hierarchical, a very different kind of culture. What was the biggest adjustment you found you had to make? And I appreciate there was a bit of a gap from leaving the Navy to coming in there. But can you kind of think of what's the biggest adjustment you think service leavers and veterans would probably need to make when they come into this this environment? As you say, there is the hierarchy um, on board ship or else, you know, elsewhere in the, in the services. For companies like Carillon, if you've got a, got a good idea, be it um, a new product or a new way of doing things, you take it to someone, 
Um, you know, take it up to your line manager. I mean, frankly, the, the directors, the managing director are all very approachable. So you go have a chat. May not be something that the, the company can do, but equally well, it could be. And we do have um, one sort of product line that was brought to us by um, an employee, which has now been developed um, as a separate company. Sarah, talk to me a little bit about the inside of the company in that respect, I suppose. Broadly speaking, the Carillon bit um, is, is the overarching bit. And it's also the bit where all the research and development happens. So we try and keep that as the kind of idea generation bit of the company. And when they have an amazing idea and they think, hey, we want to take this to market and turn it into a real thing, then we're lucky that Carillon also has um, electronics manufacturing um, on site. And so they will start building and we have separated it out as a new company. So all of the architectural lighting and the um, and those sorts of things are done by a company which feels a bit like a department, which is called Pharos. And then all of the things that are to do with the giant video screens are, to, are um, under the heading of Brompton. By by having those that manufacturing on site, you can um, I suppose you're almost taking it from kind of route to shoot. You can see that project almost all the way through. That's something that a lot of the people enjoy because in many other areas, if you're working as a software developer, you really only see the little bit that you're doing. Um, whereas if you can be involved in something from the idea to the prototype to actually getting it out, then that can be quite special. Andy, when we talked at the top of the pod, we talked about corporate governance and quality lead. Give me an idea of how you've ended up in that role, because obviously you come from an engineering background. What's the connection? How have you how have you ended up in the role that you're in now? Join Carillon to set up a a, a database service. Um, an engineering product that we sell to lighting manufacturers. It's a very small part of what we do. The department expanded. We got more customers. We recruited some other people to work on the service with me. The I wasn't able to go further up the engineering role, so I, I kind of hit a hit a, reached a reached a ceiling where, as a non-software developer, non-hardware developer. I couldn't go into the kind of the mainstream R&D. And I was, but I'd been doing this job for 16 years. And at the same time as the company was growing, we were looking for some form of certification to say that we don't just care about money. We actually care about a lot more than that. We certainly care about our staff. We care about our sort of social responsibility. We care about the environment. And rather than just saying that we do, it's like, well, let's get a certification that actually proves that we do, that we're, we're not just talking the talk, but we're actually walking it as well. And so there was a, a new position was created and the company are looking for someone to fill the position. I'm looking for somewhere to go after the database service. I got promoted from within. Yeah, I think that's a nice one for service leavers and, and people looking at, you know, where do they land next? What's the company they go into? Is those opportunities, not necessarily for, I suppose, vertical progression, which is always, you know, one way, but actually moving laterally as well, moving into a different department, looking at, looking at you know, other ways of, um, of progressing. Um, Sarah, in terms of the, the company as a whole, in terms of, I suppose, long service, I'll use those terms familiar to our, our listeners, um, do people stay with the company a long time? Do you find that they, they make a career within Carillon, either moving around or staying in, in their role? 
Yeah, I think we're really lucky either that or we're doing something right. Um, in that I was just doing a, a list of work anniversaries yesterday for our company newsletter. And sure, we've got the people with over three years, the people with over five years, the people with over seven, nine, 11, the people with over 13 years. So generally speaking, when we're hiring, we're hiring to add rather than replace. Um, obviously, we do get a bit of movement. Um, people are going to have their reasons for doing that. But uh, I'm really proud of the fact that normally people stay and develop their careers yeah, and I think that's that's you know endorsement as you said. You know, you must be doing something right for people to want to stay and and progress within the company rather than there being a high turnover. That I, I think that's a really strong message for people who are looking at at the roles coming out of the service because stability and actually that you know finding a company they can stay with is, is usually high on the priority list as well. Um, Sarah, can I ask you now in in terms of I suppose the characteristics, the type of people that you think would thrive within this environment and looking at our service leaders and the strengths that they come with, what do you think are the key attributes and uh, and skills you'd be looking for? I'd say that there is quite a different culture in some of the different departments. So I don't think that there is a particular type of personality that wouldn't fit. Um, in our R&D departments, then maybe it is the more kind of reflective um quieter people who are still quite questioning quite thoughtful but then we also have sales and marketing teams who are exactly what you'd imagine uh, and we also have a lot of, of hardware and manufacturing teams uh, we have a lot of hardware and manufacturing teams who are very hands-on they really like doing practical things it's important to them they can see what they've made at the end of the day um, so we have a mixture I would say and that's what makes it a nice place to work and Andy if I ask you the sort of final question really as a as a veteran as someone who's come out of the navy and you look at the environment that you're in now what are the things that you wouldn't get within the navy that you really enjoy being a part of these days i just think this is a very fast moving company where you can as sarah said earlier on you look at the projects that we've done across the different fields and i can't explain to my mum what i did as an engineer but I can say to her, you know that London Eye down in down on the Thames that you see every New Year's Eve? That's one of our jobs. And that, that is fantastic. When they see something that they've been a part of, you know, you can take pride in that and a real sense of ownership over it. Um, Sarah, Andy, really grateful for you coming on and sharing some of those insights into Carillon and, and the roles and the, and the type of work that you do. Uh, people can obviously find the roles that you've got advertised on the jobs board. They can get across there, send in, the, uh, send in their application and, uh, and hopefully you find some of our service leavers and veterans within the workforce. Really looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Job Oppo's podcast, Changing Gear. We hope you enjoyed it. Job Oppo is committed to changing the narrative around veteran employment, and we see veterans as valuable, not vulnerable.